everybody. Welcome to Augmenters. I'm Julie. And this is Jimmy. Hello. We are two business founders who started out as solopreneurs, yet found our greatest success when working with others. Mentoring is key to incredible relationships, and the Augmenters platform will help you get further faster because great relationships lead to better business and more fulfilling lives. You are here because you want to help others shine and see the light in themselves. We will support you in your mentoring journey with advice, tools, and stories that will augment your relationships to the next level. So strap on your ear pods, prepare to listen generously, and become an augmenter with us. Jimmy, I forgot my headphones again. No worries. Just turn up the volume to this next Augmenters episode. Jimmy. We're back. We're back. It's kind of the grind time, right? It's like December holidays right around the corner near last little burst of inspiration. I think we got some really great inspiration from Octavia. I couldn't agree more, but I don't know if this is a grind time. I feel like this is the float through and plan for how you're going to start grinding in the new year. Could be. Depends upon if you're closing Q4 or not. <laughs> depends on your fiscal, Jimmy. It just depends on your fiscal. I'd have to say. I'm super excited for this conversation with Octavia. I had the chance to see her on this amazing LinkedIn event. It was Harvard Business Review. She was talking about mentoring in the workplace. There are people from all over the world there. And I just thought I have to hear more from this woman. So I have to say, as we recommend here on Augmenters, sometimes you have to follow up multiple times. I was not giving up until I got a chance to get her on the pod. So I'm so glad that she came. She had some great words of wisdom, both for really any anybody out looking for ways to continue to be a leader. But specifically, if you're working in the workforce, as she works with a lot of Black women, Black executives, times you are not seeing the representation within your organization. And she had some really great tips. And I'm excited to check out her book. Prep, push, pivot, check out the book. I loved this line from Octavia. And this is a reason to listen to the rest of the show. Octavia is insatiably curious about what happens before success happens. So we really get into the prep and a little bit of the pushing from her book, and it's an exciting episode. Here we go. Let's jump right into it. Octavia, I had the phenomenal opportunity to see you on a LinkedIn oh, yes. mentoring, a video journey celebration. I don't know what LinkedIn calls there. LinkedIn Live. Yes, LinkedIn Live. I believe it was with Harvard Business Review. Oh, oh yeah. I, I like how you just rolled the Harvard like downhill at two <laughs> tough university jumbos who you're talking to. You know, we, we see that coming. <laughs> we're used to that. We're used to that. But first of all, just absolutely fell in love with you while you were speaking, just brought so much energy to mentoring. But I was also so happy to see, I believe there were like 2,000 oh, people were? live on that. Oh gosh, you've got a really good memory. It was a lot of fun to do um, and you're right. It's such an important topic. And we would love to hear a bit more about you, about your book, about your perception of mentoring. I've dug into the book. It is phenomenal. Yeah, we'd love to just hear a little bit more about and you. And shout out the book, please. Shout oh, out the book. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you, Julie and Jimmy, for the invitation um, to join you today. So, yes, my name's Octavia Gorodima. I'm a career coach. And in a nutshell, I'm passionate about helping people to do their best work. And I'm insatiably curious about what happens before success, uh, however you choose to define success, because success means very different things to each of us. And I feel it's a real honor and a privilege to support others on that journey. 
and as a black woman, I'm incredibly invested in supporting the career advancement of underrepresented professionals in the workplace. I have a coaching company called 2010 Agency. I have the honor of working with companies large and small across the United States and beyond. I'm going to be in Switzerland, sadly, virtually, but in Switzerland next week. <laughs> um, I, I... <laughs> Pretend that it's very cold, turn on your air conditioning. Yeah, my work takes me to really fascinating parts of the world and I have the opportunity to work with really incredible individuals. Every day is different. Such an honor. And I am an author. I became an author for the first time earlier this year and my book is called Prep, Push, Pivot, Essential Career Strategies for Underrepresented Women. It was published by Wiley and in essence I wanted to create a career coaching guide for women of colour in the workplace. As a coach, I know what an impact coaching can make, but I also recognise that coaching is elitist and not many people have the opportunity to be coached. And if they do get the opportunity to be coached, it's often once they've reached perhaps a certain point in their career as seniority, either because their company offers that for executives or because they're earning enough to be able to make that investment in themselves. And that misses an array of individuals who don't have access to that level of support, may not even know that level of support exists. If they know about it, might not be able to afford it or might be in between opportunities and roles. And I also wanted to write the book that I wish I'd had when I was building my career before I became a coach and that also addressed the questions and topics that I hear. Wow. Octavia, amazing. And I got to throw in before we start, you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk because you introduced us to Jacqueline Baker. You talked about how you like to support folks from underrepresented backgrounds and their careers. And Jacqueline Baker is currently the number one podcast episode on Augmenters. Wow. Who has the most downloads with Jacqueline. So we're very thankful to you. And of course, very thankful to Jacqueline. But, uh, you know, you, you put your money where your mouth is. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm not surprised that episode was <laughs> so popular. But yeah, I, I firmly believe in paying it forward. It's a chapter in my book, but it's a principle that embodies me and who I am. And I firmly believe we're all reaching for something and we're all striving to do something and we're all busy and we all have so much to deal with. But I think even as we're navigating our own journeys and our wants and needs and craziness, it's really important to remember the doors that we can open for others. And it can be just so easy, even if it's something that we can't do ourselves, someone that we can probably think of that be like oh my gosh that person would be amazing or can I suggest this and after that it's out of my control <laughs> but more often than not I hear things just like what you shared about how it's been a win-win all around so that makes me really happy grows and grows and grows and something we've talked about before is that the opposite of the fear mindset you have the abundance mindset right that you know there we can just keep growing and growing and growing there is success enough for everybody and i think as we're talking about the workplace you know jimmy and i are both business owners and entrepreneurs so neither of us have a big you know corporate environment so we've really hustled to kind of make our own opportunities but knowing in the corporate environment there can be this fear that if others have success if other 
others have power. Those who have been in power are afraid they will no longer have power. And I feel that the more and more that we're out there talking about the fact that we can all have success, it just continues to make it grow and grow. I would love to hear more from you, how you got into this. And if there was a special someone along the way, could be a mentor, who supported you as you've evolved into this incredible journey. Octavia, that actually goes right into what I really wanted to ask you, especially about your book title, Prep, Push, Pivot. And you said you had multiple mentors that helped you along your way. Is there maybe one mentor that specifically kind of embodied each of the verbs on your book cover? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. The the person who, oh my goodness, I could never have imagined. And, and we have, love names. Yes, shout them out. Would have such such, such shout impact outs. in terms of my journey is Henry Timms, who's the CEO of the Lincoln Center in New York. His book was published by Penguin Random House, and he has been a mentor to me on my journey as an author. And as a backstory, Henry and I. So, so is he prep? Um, is he prep? He is prep and push, and pivot, oh, right. and, and I'd say pivot too because. There's, <laughs> he embodies all of it, really. Henry and I had never met before. We are both fellows of um, an international think tank called the Royal Society of Arts, Manufacturers and Commerce, but we had never met. And I've been a fellow for, oh my goodness, maybe 11 years now. And a couple of years ago, we introduced an inaugural mentoring program for our US fellows. And I was on the steering committee for that. It was fantastic. And I served as a mentor, loved it. And when the call to action came the following year, I actually raised my hand and said, I want to be mentored this time. I want to become an author. I'd love to connect with someone who has had a publishing deal and would be able to guide me on what to expect. And the executive director of our US organization said, hmm, no one's actually raised their hand that perfectly aligns with what you're looking for, Octavia, but let me see what I can do. And because I had shared what I was looking to do next, she went away and looked at her network and thought about who she could connect me to. And Henry Timms was one of those people. And so Henry hadn't signed up to be a mentor in the program, but he connected with me on the phone and we had, I think, like a 10, 15 minute conversation. On the back of that conversation, he invited me to join him at like a virtual Zoom event where there were so many incredible people and gave me the space to share and talk about what I do now. Bear in mind at this point, I didn't have a book deal. I wanted one, (laughs) but I didn't have one. (laughs) And he really not only helped me prep for what was actually about to come, and it actually happened very quickly after that. I didn't know it was about to happen very quickly after that. And but he continued to push me. He continued to push me in terms of the introductions and the spaces that I I moved into. And the reason you saw me talking to Harper Business Review stemmed from the fact that Henry introduced me to the editor at Harper Business Review probably two years prior to you seeing me do that interview. I wouldn't have had that connection. And so he hosted the very first event that I had for my book in New York, forever thankful. And also just in terms of the the perspective and encouragement and the sounding board and also giving me space to think even bigger than I was prepared to think for myself. I was wondering because you had mentioned mentors asking you questions that that was a special superpower of mentors to ask you questions and I was curious if he had a specific question he asked you that got you thinking about yourself differently. I think it's more so he gave me space to ask questions of others in terms of us 
people that I know in terms of what you need and where you need help and what you want to do next and giving me space to have that voice and to do that was really for me because becoming a first-time author wasn't just about ticking a box it was the dream of a lifetime for me for a long time on that journey every step even as I was making progress every step felt just so far removed and I don't quite know how to do this. The writing actually, Jimmy, came much easier to me. Wasn't Ooh. actually mentored on that piece at all. I kind of had that piece down. It was all the other things surrounding what it goes into being an author. I actually only started looking for mentors when I knew I knew what I wanted to write. And so it was but it reminded me very much like getting that first job when I very first started my career like twenty two years ago and all of those unknowns and making mistakes as you go. And you know, when I started my career, I didn't know about networking and I didn't even know what it was like to sit in an office all day. Like how do you do that? Terrible. I mean, should any 18 year old or 22 year old know what it's like to sit in an office all day? You know? I didn't know. Like, so there's, there's constantly, constantly questions. And I, I have learned, even though I know the definition of what I do and how I support others, I have the opportunity and privilege and honor to be a role model to others. But I am still what feels like almost at the beginning of the journey for myself, too, in terms of things that I want to do next and the things I want to experience. And that's why the mentors who poured into me right now in terms of the journey that I'm on, I'm forever thankful. So you touch on a subject that is very consistent with many of our guests, where you just laid out all the wonderful things that you have done and are doing. You're so capable. And yet you just said, I'm just at the start of my journey. Yes. I have a lot to learn. I don't know so many things. And I'm, and you can tell like you want to learn those things, obviously. Is that part of these, is a definition of success? Cause you kind of touched on this at the beginning about your, some of your coaching is helping people define, or you made a joke like success, whatever it means to you. Yeah. How do you help people think about defining success and part of your, you know, augmenting journey, I assume with them? Yeah, I, I'd love to hear how you do that, either with, with people you coach or people you mentor. Yes, as a coach, how you define your professional success is intrinsic to the work that I do because I coach people based on their definition of professional success and what they need to be successful. And that will vary not just based on your seniority or your industry, but on who you are. And often, Jimmy and Julie, there aren't many conversations you have where people ask you, what matters most to you? For real, I know. I feel like everybody's always just like, oh, you're so successful. I'm like, you don't know how I define success. Don't tell me that. And so one of the things I love when I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, and, and a lot of the coaching I do is actually groups and large workshops, but when I get the chance to have one-on-one -on -one questions, often people say things to me that they've never said out loud before because there aren't many spaces to have those questions. I wrote down the exact same question is what does success look like to you, Octavia? Would you be willing to share with us? Success for me means being able to use my voice, means having autonomy to be creative. And success to me being, means being able to empower and support others. Also, I have to say, 
I really thrive off of the people's success. I love, love, love seeing people thriving because I also know there is so much that goes into that journey that will be invisible to anyone else. You know, I, I share in my book, Prep, Push, Pivot, a quote that I heard Kamala Harris make in the build-up to the election before she became vice president. And she was talking about breaking barriers and she was talking about it's so important, of course, to celebrate when we see people breaking barriers, but people make this assumption that you've broken this barrier, fantastic, but breaking barriers hurt. Something has to break to do that. And mm -hmm. it's not just the what it takes to do the prep and the push to go through, but what is it like on that other side? How does that feel? And no one else knows how your career feel nobody that is so that is such an incredible reminder and thinking about the organizations and companies that you work with are there ways that you work within organizations to create a softer feeling of breaking through i love to give space for people and it's not always easy especially with everything we've navigated in the past few years and the challenges that so many people are facing you know, companies are trying to find ways to support professional development and morale and empower people to solve problems. But it can be really hard on a WebEx or a Zoom or a Teams meeting to raise your hand in front of your colleagues and ask a personal tough career question. So I love to give space for companies to solicit questions anonymously <laughs> and I can create content specifically around that. And then if anyone does then want to raise their hand on top of that and feels it's a safe space to do if they can but if they don't want to they don't have to because their question has been recognized and has been incorporated into the program i very much believe in meeting people where they are i very much believe in there are tools that we can all use to our benefit in terms of thinking about what our career values are and that in turn helps answer the question that you asked me about what does success mean for you but also then being able to use that as a basis to figure out where were the gap what do i need and how do i ask for what i might need how do i have difficult conversations with peers or with my manager um, how do i bounce back from a setback professionally what do i do next i love all the tough questions because those are the ones that matter the most. It's what we do next. And also, I work with a lot of professionals who have been promoted rapidly and need support, are finding their feet yes. and are dealing with, you know, new expectations and deliverables and having to be that person for their teams and their divisions. And it can be very lonely and isolating. And so I, as a coach, have a coach. <laughs> I, as a coach, am for coach of the coach. mentors, and we all need support. Octavia, I'm curious a little bit more about not necessarily the coaching, yeah. because I'm sure as part of the coaching, you're talking to your clients about finding mentors. And because th that kind of those hydrogen bonds and web of a network within an organization or whatever kind of group really help accelerate that success, however you help them define it. Your book specifically is about essential career strategies for underrepresented women. And on an earlier Augmenters episode, we had Dr. S. Rashim on to talk about mentorship in her research about mentoring black women in doctoral programs. Oh, fantastic. And there were some really specific tips and plans that Rashim found work better and were more effective for 
black women finding mentors within doctoral programs. When you are coaching underrepresented women within the workforce, are there specific strategies to help them get further faster yeah. within and to meet their goals? Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's two strands that I see almost consistently in the work that I do, and it's, it's a double-edged sword. So many of the underrepresented women who I've had the opportunity to work with feel they wouldn't be where they were if someone hadn't been an advocate for them in a capacity mm. and often feel very unmoored if that relationship changes not through anyone's fault people move <laughs> leave companies transitions are made so much happens over the course of you know your professional journey that they feel like oh my goodness okay the person that invested in me or hired me or promoted me or recommended me isn't here anymore what do i do next and continuing to cultivate those kinds of relationships can sometimes be really, really, really difficult. Issues about visibility, access to senior leadership, it can be very, very hard. And also, we can often be pouring into others as well simultaneously, <laughs> you know, in terms of the next generation or our peers or in our own communities and our networks. It makes me sad to see women who are blazing trails and burning out or hitting ceilings even though it looks from the outside like oh my goodness that person's made it look at her and she's struggling and so i think it's really important to continue to talk about what you want to do next and to know your worth, even when it's not being reflected back at you. Continue to think about what you want and continue to find spaces to talk and share about what you're looking for next. If I hadn't raised my hand in a very specific way about what I needed as a as a want-to-be author, I wasn't even about to be as a want-to-be author, I wouldn't have had the support that I needed in that one instance. And I think the same applies if, if you don't ask, you'll never get. But sometimes you do ask, and you still don't get. And I think it's really important to be aware of that. And I know that a lot of organizations are trying to be very intentional about how they look at mentorship and sponsorship and how they connect professionals and the spaces that there are to do that. Sometimes, dependent on where you work and if you are working at all, there might not be an opportunity for you to find that level of support within your organization. Do some work in between to find that motivation and that inspiration and that answers that you might be looking for until you have the relationship. And then there's also times when you are paired and it doesn't align. You know, I've been in that situation and it was devastating to me to have a mentor that didn't actually really believe in what I was trying to do. And oh so, yes, actually, I'm, I'm very thankful that happened to me because it made me... How did you tell? Oh, there was no way to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> There was, there was oh, no, shit. she actually told me, well, that's not possible. She told me straight to my face. Oh, and wow. I was absolutely stunned. And, and actually she then recused herself. We've been paired within an organization. She actually then said, I, I don't yeah. think it's going to be a good fit. And thank goodness as well, because it wasn't going to be good fit. And that can happen. That can happen in lots of instances in life and do the right thing moving forward. So this is something that Julie has really helped uh, re-inspire me. I've tried to stuff down some of my competitive edges from my earlier years, but you'd never know it. But Julie Myers has a wonderful way to, I think, really uh, powerfully self-motivate herself through like a little bit of a chip on her shoulder when someone's like, I don't know if you can do this. And Julie's like, mm -hmm. see you in a year. Fuck you, bring it yeah. on. 
Like, <laughs> see what happens. So when that recusal occurred, this is the first time we've heard of a recusal on the Augmenter show, for better or worse. You get that dubious distinction, Octavia. What happened next in your brain? Like, what what were you thinking when somebody who you were who was supposed to be showing up for you was supposed to give a shit about Octavia? Is like, I'm out. Well, before the recusal happened, I went home and cried on the way home, and I'm not actually yeah. even someone. <laughs> it takes a lot <laughs> to get me to cry. It, it it shook me to my core. Luckily, I realized that this was not how it was meant to be. And we were not aligned. <laughs> and I'm thankful now because it's made me have much more awareness about you should cannot have preconceptions about the person that you're mentoring. You have to leave any preconceptions you might have <laughs> about someone to one side. And you also have to recognize, which is what my mentor in this situation was not, she was not ready to do that. The person you're mentoring, their journey will not necessarily be the way that you prescribe it should be or the way that yours was. And I think Octavia, I'm so happy you're bringing this up because something that Jimmy and I always, you know, we go back and forth with is conversations around corporate mentoring programs. It, perhaps yours was corporate, perhaps it was not, but you did mention that you were paired where we call, we call them people being <laughs> smashed together. And that a lot of great intention, a lot of companies, like you said, are trying to do this so that people feel more connected. But there is that sometimes that missing where it connects that. How do you show up authentically? How do you show up and listen? You can only share your own experience and you can only give your experience and allow somebody else to have their experience. So that's always like a watch out with these corporate programs is that sometimes they, they can almost potentially yeah and they can be fantastic right and i i have people that i have coached who their mentors started perhaps as a a pairing in some form in their company and it has grown and developed to be much more than that and regardless of where those in yeah the evolution so much so that either careers have followed one another or continue to support one another even in different organizations i had a bad experience it's not indicative of everything that it could be but this is why i also believe you need more than one mentor because it's it's really important to have a mentor where you work because navigating where you are in terms of the culture the environment the leadership what you want to do next oh that's priceless right that's priceless but i also believe dependent on what your definitions of success are and what you're reaching for next your mentor is not necessarily going to be able to tick every single box for you it might be the very specific thing you want and it might be you want to emulate the path of your mentor where you work and that's fantastic but even within that there's going to be things about your career journey that are unique just to you and there's going to be things that you might need support on. and that's where actually i i'm sure you know this but a lot we, we were educated by wendy or dr marcinkus from babson uh university babson college who said that mentoring programs came into the corporate world back in the late 70s and 80s specifically to support women who were having kids and to keep them in the workforce to retain talent but people still don't know to ask and it's, it's now happening for men on the same yes. way who are doing childcare as well and like how many men are going to walk into a corporate environment and be like i need a mentor to help me through taking care of my kids and working that would be like a wildly preposterous statement five years ago yes and so i now can look back and be like oh tavia you could have and and you don't even have to put an official label on it (laughs) as will you be my mentor it could be even just 
could we grab a coffee and could you tell me how you made this work? Um, and for me, the, the first time, Navigate felt like I'm the only one. I, I don't want to, I want to show that I can do my job and do it all. And I feel like I'm failing in every capacity. And of course, I'm not the only one. And so I now look back, realize so many times when I should have raised my hand and asked questions and I've learned that now <laughs> from not having done that in the past. Octavia, I have a present yes. day question for you. You have written this incredible book. You are speaking on podcasts, on LinkedIn Lives. People are approaching you, I imagine, to be their mentor. How do you sift through? <laughs> I imagine you probably get more than you have time for. How do you sort of know that somebody might be the right person for you to really engage with? So I do get a lot of requests from individuals or even from organizations <laughs> like asking, can you do X or Y and Z? And I, I love it, Octavia, I gotta cut you off, but I just heard you say, not only individual, individuals want me to mentor them. I'm so good. I get whole organizations come to me and want me to, I'm mentoring organizations. I'm like, okay. We love yeah. that. Go big. And there's only one of me and there's so many things I've quickly had to realize there's only so much I can do really, really well. And so what I do, and it's just a habit that I have, is if, if I can't do something, I think about someone else that might be able to do it or help. But also with individuals, dependent on how they've approached me and what they're interested in or what they're trying to figure out, sometimes it can be sharing a resource or another place that they could consider that can be helpful too. And that's helped me at times sometimes. Sometimes it's not even someone making time. It's just a recommendation or a thought that can ignite so much. And also, I think there's so many ways that you can unofficially mentor. I try and make a habit of checking in with people from time to time and asking what they're doing and what they want to do next. Throwing out text messages. Yeah, I'm endlessly curious about that. Um, amplifying the work of others to other people. I do that a lot. It is the full circle, the very beginning of this conversation, the definition of success, what success looks like. That's why I feel so lucky to be in this position. <laughs> we do too. Oh, for real. Uh, this has been really special. May I ask you a couple rapid fire Absolutely. association questions, which you've touched on eloquently, and I'm now going to ask you to condense it into just a word or maybe a quick phrase. So if I say the word mentor, what would you say back to me? Sounding board. Sounding board. How about if I say the word mentee? A catalyst. Catalyst. Oh, right. Yeah. Sponsor? Oh, game changer. And lastly, coach. What would you say? Oh, champion. Champion. All right. I love it. I can almost hear in a way through your sponsor term, game changer, just how like all your things come, like you said, sounding board is who you're talking to. You yourself are the catalyst. When you get that sponsor, it totally changes your game. And your coach is Octavia Cordiema, the champ. <laughs> The champ I is was here. just about to say you. Yeah, all together, here. I love yeah. that. <laughs> the champ is here. It takes a team. It takes a team. It goes back to the um, basketball yeah. courts in Manhattan Beach. Do you have uh, anything on your no-fly list? Like you already said, maybe don't send the email, will you be my mentor? Instead, how about grabbing a cup of coffee? Is there maybe like a term where when somebody initially kind of throws that out to you, you kind of all immediately are a bit... Not necessarily standoffish, but no, it might not be the right fit and start moving them in another direction. Oh, I don't have any preconceptions about how anyone reaches out to me because I know it takes 
guts to reach out and ask. What I do pay attention to is what people do next. Mm, all right. Oh, true. And I think it just comes down to I will pour into anyone who is wanting to advance and and take the next step. But I also pay attention to how they how they navigate their next steps and what comes next. Um, consistently late if we're having a conversation. Do you respond to emails? You know, I have people who ask if they can touch base as an introduction, and I try and do as many of those as I possibly can if I'm not on my book tour or in other commitments. You do, you do. <laughs> I've had a few times that people don't show with no explanation. <laughs> and so that to me yeah, is but... then a red flag to your question, Jimmy, in terms of life can happen, you know, but it takes two seconds to say, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to make this when it's convenient for you if we could reschedule versus not hearing anything for weeks or anything like that. And so I pay attention to what people do next. Octavia, thank you so much. Octavia is sharp. I loved how at the end, as we were doing our rapid fire, Julie, you remember what Octavia said about when I say coach? She says, we are the champions, my friend. Oh, no, wait, I'm not supposed to sing on the podcast, right? Yeah, probably not. But she did say champion. You nailed it. And that was so brilliant because, you know, you got to keep promoting yourself, talking about yourself to help others. Uh, especially with what Octavia is doing. And that was totally on brand. And that I think she is a champion coach for so many people out there. She said so clearly, and I hadn't thought of it in this way before, but she said the term breaking barriers and that breaking barriers hurt just by definition of when there's a barrier, you have to go through it. And I think that's a really important piece for people to keep in mind. That's not just, oh, something happened, barriers broken, we should celebrate that. But we should know that there's a lot that goes into the individual that ends up breaking barriers and that it's harder for folks who are breaking barriers to find their representation. So underrepresented women in the workplace, it's a big deal. They are breaking barriers often and that augmenters need to go out, find them and support them and not just as mentors, but also as mentees. I am so happy that you brought that up, Jimmy. I totally, totally agree. And that I think is one of the joys of this podcast that I'm loving so much is the opportunity to hear more about diverse experiences in the workplace and how people can really show up for each other. And I think Octavia has a lot of great wisdom, both for underrepresented groups in the workplace, but also those working with them and how, to your point, how do you really recognize that? How do you show up? How do you support? And how do you encourage so that we continue to break these barriers, but not break ourselves at the same time. So great wisdom. Very excited to check out her book. I highly recommend it. Prep, push, pivot, essential career strategies for underrepresented women. Get it wherever your favorite business books are being sold. And what a great way to back in the groove. We won't say it's a grind. Maybe we'll just say it's a groove before the end of the year. It's the hustle as we get through the holidays. And speaking of hustling, I think we should also have a callback to one of our previous guests, your friend Maurice Ashley, the first black chess grandmaster. And he talked about breaking barriers. But in that episode, it wasn't as clear to me until we talked to Octavia how breaking barriers hurts. And Maurice clearly broke that barrier of representation at the highest level of chess. But there was a lot of pain in Maurice's story and a lot of sacrifice that he needed to take to get there, just like what Octavia had to go through in ways to write her book and to be such a great resource 
as a coach for, for many people. I think it's just an important example to keep in mind. Definitely worth going back to listen to. It's a phenomenal episode. Maurice Ashley, number... Number one in your hearts, but somewhere in the 30s in our podcast list. Always number one in our hearts. All right. Augmenters out. Thanks, Octavia. We hope this episode was brief yet bright. And now it's time to read us out. And remember, we are here because real relationships have the power to transform organizations and build dynamic communities. Go ahead, Jimmy. Absolutely. Augmenters supports mentoring that matters. Visit our website for the best interactive mentoring content at augmenters.us. Share our podcast with someone you care about, someone who needs a new mentoring relationship in their life pronto. We welcome questions and suggestions via email hi at augmenters.us or via social media with our handle at augmentershq. Shout out to our producers, Erlen Cato. Thank you. Augmenters out. See ya.